used to love that movie. Please don't remake this. I have such fond memories of that film. Please don't remake this. Hey, Hollywood, if you want to be smart, just hire some writers to make some new art. And after our heart to heart, go make a new star. Please don't remake this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Please Don't Remake This, the movie podcast where my guest of the week and I get nostalgic and talk about one of our favorite childhood movies. I'm Lauren Mosier, and today I have with me uh, father, fashion designer, father of two (laughs) beautiful, adorable kids. Uh, fashion designer of Geek NYC. Follow him at inst- on Instagram. Uh, my boyfriend. My best friend. <laughs> my best friend. Oh. Uh, my Christopher Robin to my Tigger. Oh, that's super cute. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Martinez. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, babe. Hey, hey handsome. Babe. Hey, oh. beautiful. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, y'all are going to be so grossed out by this episode because we're like so in love Very and you're much. all just going to have to Deal with it. <laughs> Hi, babe. How Hello, are you? Beautiful. You good? I'm good. Are you? I'm good. Cool. It's good to see you. Good. Very good to see you. <laughs> uh, all right. So today we are talking about a fun movie probably many, many, many of you have seen. We are talking about The Addams Family, the uh, 1991 classic Um so we're just going to go, hopefully you guys have already listened to an episode, you know how the show works, so we're just going to jump right into it. Let's get into the stats. So, 1991, PG-13. For those of you thinking, this is a Halloween movie, why are you doing it now? This movie came out in November. We're actually recording it, like, mm-hmm. monthly accurately. Exactly. Yeah, so deal with it. Um, so, uh, yeah, directed by, uh, Barry Sonnenfeld, who also was the director of Men in Black. Um. I saw that, too, when I researched. I was like, holy shit, didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, which makes sense. I've actually, I've never seen Men in Black. Oh, my God. I know. We'll add it to our movie list. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll add it to the hundreds of movies we've told each other we're gonna watch. Um, and, yeah, but he, it makes sense, because I've, like, seen clips, and I kind of get the general idea, mm-hmm. um, and that's, this is definitely, like, his style, kind of cheesy, dark, out-of-this-world kind of thing. Um, based on the characters created by Charles Adams for The New Yorker, I highly recommend you guys go look up those cartoons, because, one, the comics, they use a lot of the comics directly in this movie so it's just cool to see the original artwork that inspired the movie moments Mm -hmm. and also it's just fun like they're really adorable and i wish that comics were more of like like i grew up with a lot of comics i mean definitely the sunday comics was like a thing in my household peanuts is still a huge part of my family my dad is literally mailing me a a peanuts collection book right now (laughs) at this very second it is in the mail of, like, an anniversary collection of some of, like, the greatest comics from Peanuts and Charlie Brown and all that stuff. Good shit. And we watched all those movies when I was a kid, and all of our cards were dedicated to Snoopy and Woodstock and... Classic. Yeah, exactly. Like, cartoons are just, like, were a thing. Garfield was such a thing. Garfield, holy shit. Yeah. I even grew up with, for those of you, if any of you know the comic strip Opus, 
uh, about a penguin. That mm-hmm. was like my dad's shit. That was his jam. He still has an opus stuffed animal that he got years ago. He used to, this is a total, we're going on a total tangent now, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, he used to, so he has this stuffed animal of opus and I used to play basketball when I was a kid, uh, like late elementary school, early middle school. And he used to have it in the car, like, all the time, and would just, like, the kids would, like, either if we gave rides or whatever, people would just see a stuffed animal in the back of the, in back of the car. Just hanging out. And be like, what is this stuffed animal doing here? My dad would do, like, a funny voice for him, and he had these, I loved his little penguin feet, because they were, like, hard on the bottom. So, like, he had the flappy penguin arms, but then really hard feet, and it was just cute to, like, knock on them, because I was just, like, there's, it was a really, it's a really cute stuffed animal, actually. I've always loved that opus. Really? <laughs> but that was, like, a huge thing, and then my, I remember the day that it was announced that it was canceled, that it wasn't going to be making any more comics. My dad was devastated mm. to not see it in the newspaper every week, and so, yeah, comics were just, like, a thing. So, I recommend all of you guys go online, look up Charles Adams, the, like, buy a book of the collection of, of... Uh, Adam's family things because it's also not just the Adam's family it's like other creepy people um really yeah like I saw a lot of comics that weren't Adam's family characters but they had that essence to them oh, of like it. in mortuaries or mm-hmm. uh like yeah that kind of thing um so I recommend you look those up they're really cool um the people who wrote it uh Caroline Thompson and Larry Wilson and, of course, the movie starring the incomparable Angelica Houston, Raul Julia, Christopher Lloyd, and Christina Ricci. God bless all of them. Like, we'll get when we get to Most Iconic, we're obviously going to have to no, talk about course. them. Yeah, like, sure. the casting of this movie is fucking perfect. Um, and this is just a fun fact because I was interested. I read an article. So, for those of you who don't know this, this is kind of fun facts and some cool homework to do if you're interested. Um, supposedly the production was kind of cursed when making it. Like, some shit went down. The director fainted on set, like, three weeks into filming it. Um, I think uh, one of the, like, assistant directors or one of, like, the cinematographers had to be pulled from the project because of a different movie they were working on. Oh, shit. Like, a bunch of weird stuff kept happening while they were filming it. And so, the LA Times, I have the article title here, it's called Meet the New Adams Family. It's from 1991, and you can find it online and read the article. It's written while the movie is still, I think, being finished for production. It's written in March of that year, and it came out in November. So it's in, like, final filming, post-production kind of phase, and the writer talks with all the head creators, and, you know, obviously, many of you who listen to this probably know some like big heavy hitters you know most of you probably know who scott rudin is Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) one of the most famous producers ever of all time um he's interviewed in it and a bunch of like the key people there's some funny stories about angelica houston and raul julia staying in character like all the time especially angelica houston and like hitting on everybody. Seriously. <laughs> Read the article. It's really funny. It's really fun. I gotta check that out. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So look that article up. It's written by. I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Patrick Goldstein. Um, it's a. It's a really fun article, and it gives you a little behind the scenes look at how messy this movie was to make, and how now we have an eternal classic. That plus the sequel are kind of eternal Halloween, just like overall general family movies. Mm-hmm. That's just amazing. Which we'll get to whether this should be considered a family movie. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, and fun fact about this movie, it's uh, it was made 
thirty million dollars was um, how much it cost to make the movie. Thirty mil. Thirty mil to make this movie, which, wow, was that just on the actor contracts? Like who? Where did that money go? Um, or is that how many problems it had? I think in the article it references that they were losing a lot of money while making it. That they were going way over budget. Okay. So it cost thirty million, which was a big deal at the time because everybody was like, "An Adams Family movie that cost thirty million? What Doesn't the fuck are you guys like doing?" It. But then you want to guess how much it brought in? Try to guess a number. Oh man, I don't even want to try it. It's, it Just sounds go. horrible. Just say. Ten. Ten million. Only ten million. Yeah. No. Way higher. Way higher. Fifty. No, way higher. Are you eighty? No, way higher. <laughs> Two hundred mil. Yeah. Holy shit. Nice. There you go. Really? Yeah, $200 million worldwide. That's amazing. Yeah. I wonder what their residual checks look like now. <laughs> um, but yeah, 200 mil this movie brought in. So the the studio is probably laughing all the way to the exact? bank. Uh, no, not exactly. Okay. Probably a little over 200 okay. mil, but I rounded down probably okay. or rounded whatever. It's <laughs> still impressive though. It's really impressive for a movie. Yeah, for a family movie that's like kind of inappropriate, but also like really more like fun and morbid and everything like to make 200 million across the world like american audiences i could see liking it british audiences i could see liking it but everybody else i'm like what so yeah really cool um which probably helped that the tv show you know like kind of probably yeah kept the love alive Mm -hmm. you know people had been wanting to absorb this material um so those are the stats uh so now we're just going to move right into the superlatives so to start with Best dynamic duo. And I'm going to be honest, I only wrote one option down. Because you can give an honorable mention to Wednesday and Pugsley. Yep. <laughs> they, yes, I feel like they deserve an honorable mention more for Adam's Family Values than this movie. Like, they're good in this movie, but Wednesday steals this movie from Pugs- from Pugsley. Adam's Family Values, they're a little bit more equal. Definitely. In terms of screen time, in terms of lines, in terms of... Character development, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Wednesday literally has like her own storyline in this movie. Pretty much. <laughs> and Bugsley's just kind of like, like a toy. Who is she? Like, where is, like, we need to know more of her. Yes. You just like every scene that she's in, she steals the show mm-hmm. every single time. Um, so, yes, I'll give them an honorable mention, but I feel like they deserve it for the sequel more than this movie. But obviously, Gomez and Morticia have to take this. You, yeah. you have a look on your face where you're like, no, you want to talk I, more about other... No, because I was just like, I was a little bit more on Pugsley and Wednesday. I, Why? Because I just felt like there were so... Well, obviously Gomez and Morticia are like very in tune, but just like brother and sister, you don't really see them, you know, cooperate like that very much. And they were just like always trying new things out, very just hands-on. New ways to kill each other. Pretty much. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. And their, their, Shakespeare, ugh, their Shakespeare play was like amazing. That is awesome. That whole sequence is so fucking good. But then again, it's like, that sequence is good, but it's almost despite them. You know? Like, with all the blood and the staging of it. Like, they pull it off amazingly. But I'm also like, but is this scene amazing because of them? Or because of the whole concept is amazing? That these two little kids are performing Shakespeare, bleeding to death on stage at a (laughs) elementary school. Like, is that what makes the scene, or is it them? As, like, as the characters, as the actors. And for mm. me, it's the concept that I, steals okay. the show. You pointed that out, so it might be just be the concept for me then. Yeah. Um, Versus Gomez and Morticia, like, 
they own that shit. And now, now that I know they went so method with this, it like kind of makes sense why they're mm-hmm. so good in this movie. They're so on point in every single fucking scene. Their chemistry, their dynamic, the way that they both are so equal in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you watch these movies, especially with Adam's family, because with American storylines, you know, a lot of movies, television shows, whatever, are always about the patriarchy, or always about the head of the household is the father, and then everybody else kind of just falls in line. But with Gomez and Morticia, the whole point of their relationship is partnership, true equality. They are true equals in raising their kids, in their love life, in, like, every aspect. So in sync. Yeah, and in this movie, you really get that dynamic. There is never a moment where I'm like, oh, he's in charge. Oh, Mm -hmm. no, she's in charge. Like, there's never... They ride that thin line so perfectly. I just find it so impressive. Like, it's rare to watch a movie where a couple matches each other head like toe to toe Mm -hmm. and you leave the movie feeling like wow i just saw like two brilliant performances you almost can't distinguish them from each other you really can't yeah you can't talk about one of them without the other that's why i like giving it got it that okay yep yeah all right so gomez and morticia (laughs) Morticia. (laughs) i should have been on the big debate team Woo! (laughs) i'm gearing up ladies and gentlemen i'm feeling the burn okay um moving on class clown again i only wrote one option (laughs) Because I was, I had very strong feelings in this movie. Um, so all I wrote was Wednesday. Because, like I already said, like she literally stole every scene for me. There was not a single scene in this movie I didn't pay attention to her. The majority of my quotes, for best quotes, are her lines. She is like eight years old when they film this. Seven, eight years old. And she's so radiant. Like instantly you know she's a movie star. Mm-hmm. And she's like eight that's not legal. <laughs> like, how did you <laughs> fucking do that? I think about me performing at eight, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, humiliating. And she's just like, I'm just casually in a $200 million income yep. movie. Yep. <laughs> just like killing shit, literally. Yeah. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I love you. Um, what What did you write down for class class? I didn't really. Why? Because like, I was just like, I didn't really see anybody as a class clown in there, really. Um there wasn't anybody who, like, specifically made you laugh. That's what it means more. Like, who who made you? Who got to your funny part? I would say Gomez made me laugh a lot, really. Gomez just, really does. Yeah. Like, fucking nail it. He's definitely, like, runner-up for me. Definitely. Just him being uh, very passionate to Morticia and then, like, going insane when he loses the house. and. Yeah. Him sitting. I love the TV scene. We'll get to that for best quotes, but that TV scene where he's calling the where he's calling the talk show is fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. I totally see that. Totally see that. All right. We don't have to agree. So let's give it. To- <laughs> <laughs> we're just like stuck in the middle right now. Yeah, we're literally. So you guys know we're literally only like a foot away from each other recording this. So we're just like hi. <laughs> um. So, okay, we're giving it, let's tie. Christina Ricci and Raul Julia. Cool. Congratulations. Uh, Now we move on to the where are they now superlative, Mm. which I wrote down a few options of people who I actually looked up. So, uh, Angelica Houston, uh, Jimmy Workman, who plays Pugsley in this, and Christopher Lloyd. Um... And the reason, even though many of you are probably screaming right now, like, but Angelica, Angelica Houston and Christopher Lloyd are so famous. Everybody mm-hmm. knows them, blah, blah, blah. But if you think about the timing of this movie, there weren't many hits after this for either of them. I was looking it up, and yes, 
they're still working, specifically Angelica Houston, is like fucking killing it still. Mm-hmm. She has a, a project that comes out every like six months. Like she's fucking awesome. She's killing it. She's, she's on killing her own. it. Yeah. But in terms of household name, they're not really I mean, when was the last time you saw them at the Oscars? When was the exactly. last time like now even Christopher Lloyd, his career is now down to doing another Back to the Future movie. I'm just like, no, don't fucking Which, like, do that shit. Which like nobody wants that. Nobody just wants leave the that. classics alone. Yeah, that's why I made this podcast. Hollywood, listen, <laughs> stop it. We know you want money. Do it another way. Pay for original art. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so that's why I wrote them down. Because like I just feel like they don't command the same attention that they used to. You know, like they both ruled Agreed. the 80s and 90s. Um, but like, where are they now? That's literally why this category is called Where Are They Now? Very true. And then, of course, Jimmy Workman, Pugsley, which, if I looked up, he now works like behind the scenes. Behind the scenes? Yeah. He like doesn't act anymore. He works on like, um, like crew. Oh. He works crew on movies. Um, which like, cool. Do what you, do what you want. Be right. happy. Um, but he was great in these movies. And I'm kind of surprised because, you know, back in the 90s, you would see it with, like, um, uh, Johnny Depp or Leonardo DiCaprio or a lot of Tom Cruise. A lot of these actors from the 90s, if they if you were a young, straight white boy, you would make it in Hollywood. <laughs> like, so many of them made it. Um, and I'm just kind of surprised that he, yeah. That, he just stopped. Yeah. Maybe he got tired of or didn't want all the attention. He, he, yeah. A lot of a lot of child actors decide that that mm-hmm. they're just it's yeah it's not for everybody especially as a child actor being in a movie this big I can imagine you would probably be pigeonholed in Hollywood mm-hmm. as like you have to be like the weird kid or maybe because he like does like kind of maniac things in this he has to be the bully which then also blocks you in and I don't know but yeah I hope you're happy uh, Jimmy Workman <laughs> I hope you're you're living a good life you were great in these movies. Um, do you have, like, a specific person you want to give this to? I don't. I'm literally piggyback, piggybacking off what you're, you're saying, because I'm yeah. just like, I agree 100%. I think I just want to give it to all three of them. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. They it, were amazing in this movie, and literally, like, of the only two projects I've seen of Angelica Houston's recently, but technically came out, like, years ago, was obviously I watched Smash when that was a thing. And she, like, was the queen of that series. Didn't even see that. And he, well, yeah, you're not in theater, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> Only theater people pretty much watched it. Um, no offense to anybody who did watch it who's not in theater. <laughs> we love you, too. Thanks for being a fan. <laughs> but, yeah, she, like, stole that show. She was fucking amazing on it. But that was, like, the most recent thing I watched of hers. And then I recently finally watched The Royal Tenenbaums, which technically came out in, like, 2001, so that's not really recent. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, those are the only two things I've watched her be in in the last, like, five years. So I miss her. She does a lot of vocal work now. Really? I know she was the mom, I think, on um, BoJack Horseman on Netflix. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I think think it's the mom character, I think is what it said on her IMDb. Hi, everyone. Lauren here. Quick interruption to introduce you to my new category. Um, actually... This is where I tell you guys that I fucked up and said something that's not true. So, in this moment, I said that Angelica Houston played the mom on BoJack Horseman, and, um, actually, she plays Angela Diaz. There will be another correction coming up, so don't mind me. Just imagine Cusco and his little Sharpie. Now, on with the show. Yeah. 
So it's pretty cool. Yeah, the show is very popular. It is. I've been dying to watch it. Actually, I have a few friends that I have. I know somebody from school who that's his Instagram handle. Oh, <laughs> I wow. think is Bojack Horseman. Um, I've been dying to watch it. Uh, but yeah, okay, tied for all of them. Now we move on to most likely to succeed, uh, which this one I wrote question marks next to both people because this is funny. So I wrote for where are they now? I listed Angelica Houston, but then one of the people I listed for most likely to succeed, I wrote Angelica Houston <laughs> <laughs> because she's also like. Anytime she's in something, everybody's like, oh, Angelica Houston. She's like, she's like the mysterious. Okay. Okay. Before I say this, I do not want this to sound like I'm comparing and contrasting actresses. I'm an actress myself. I would not want anybody to compare and contrast me to another person, you know, as if like one of us has to be better than the other or whatever, you know. But I feel like Angelica Houston is like a Meryl Streep. In that she's so fucking good in literally every single thing she does, but yet she's not as noticed, you know? Okay. There's something about, maybe it was, like, their timelines that just, like, Meryl got a few more Oscars in first before Angelica Houston burst on the scene. Mm -hmm. And so she's always just kind of been, like, one bar behind her. But when I watch both of their works, they both give me the same satisfaction of... These women are living these characters' lives right now. They're almost alike. In a, yeah. Yeah. I have no question in my body that they are those people. Mm-hmm. They're so convincing. And, yeah, I feel like just Angelica Houston doesn't have, like, the headliner status as much as Meryl Streep does now. I mean, she's the most nominated actress in Oscar history ever. <laughs> so... <laughs> What are you going to do? But, <laughs> Meryl, I mean. But, um, yeah, I just always, when I watch Angelica Houston's work, I'm always just like, she's like a Meryl Streep, but, like, doesn't get the same amount of attention. But, like, she's fucking brilliant. So I listed her for Most Likely to Succeed, as well as Christina Ricci, who, this movie was difficult to do Most Likely to Succeed. Because I was a lot say. of these haven't gone on to do more work. I mean, Raul Julia died in 1994, right after the sequel. And uh, Christina Ricci has kind of fallen off. She's done a few roles, but like every time she's done something, the movie franchise didn't work or the TV show got canceled. And, but she's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like she's, I think she's one of like the best actresses we've had of the 21st century. And I'm like, hello, why is she not getting cast more? She is effervescent. Like she should be in more shit. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know where she is. <laughs> I should have put her in Where Are They Now. Come on, Christina. Like, people, cast Christina Ricci. Fuck. She's amazing. But but she also, I feel like, is more of, like, a name, I think. Probably, yeah. Like, Probably. I felt like if... I don't know. I feel like if you said her name, maybe 70% of people would recognize her? 80%? 80%. Okay, 80%. That sounds good. But I want her to be in more. She's fucking brilliant, guys. <laughs> Hello. You're missing out. Fuck. Okay. Uh, did you have any more to add for Most Likely to Succeed? Um, for Most Likely to su- Succeed, I'd say uh, the gentleman who played Lurch, Carl. What's the actor's name? Car- Carell or C- Carl. Striken? Probably Carl. Carl, right? probably Carl. Hopefully. Hopefully. Sorry, Carl. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did research and he played in two of my favorite horror movies, Doctor Sleep and Cheryl's Game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. And you talked like, to me about both of those movies. Yeah, yeah. really like them. He's in them. He is. He is. Um, I'm just like, wow, surprised he's still in, like, out there making movies. I'm just like, that's really cool. Yeah. Is that like, down. so that's like his type being like creepy? Yeah, very. In Jaws Game, he's like super fucking creepy. He yeah. plays like this demonic person. And yeah. it's just like, it's scary. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. If you like horror movies, please go check out Jaws Game. It's very. That cool. one, the trailer sucks for that movie. It I'm does. just going to be honest. I've been, I like wanted to watch it, and then you told me the premise, and you told me what happens, and I was like, oh. That trailer ruins the movie. It's totally unconvincing. It's so But weird. we were just talking about that last night with Circle. I told you I watched Circle, and I've you literally did. not stopped thinking about it since I watched it. I dreamed about it all night. It was actually a great fucking movie. But the, it's kind of like a B-budget movie. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't have probably a large budget, so it doesn't look great. But the writing is genius. It's really fucking good. I need to check that out. Yeah, we'll have to watch that together because I really want to rewatch it now that I know how it ends. Mm. I like want to see, I want to kind of study it a little bit more because it's kind of like a, it's similar to Get Out in that it is a societal thriller. It's a comment on society about whose lives are valued more than others. Okay. But I highly recommend that movie. I saw it on a few lists as like a genuinely, as an underrated thriller movie that because it's like a B budget, a lot of people ignore it. For like higher budget things like Get Out. But it's kind of like, it came out in 2015. And I kind of, if if more people had seen it, I think people would have said like, oh, well, it beat the punch to Get Out in terms of social commentary on race, on class, on gender. It literally talks about everything that divides us as a country. Wow. Very succinctly in an hour and a half movie. It is a fast movie. It's fucking great. I literally have not stopped thinking about it. (laughs) I have to rewatch it. So everybody, like, highly recommend watch that movie. It's so fucking worth it. Yeah, the writing's really strong. What were we talking about? Um, most likely to succeed. We were talking about Lurch. Nominating yes. Lurch. Yes. I'm down for that. Yeah. Cool. Lurch, you win. Yeah. And Gerald's Game. Watch Gerald's Game. Ignore the trailer. It's better than it looks. Mm-hmm. And the other one you said was... Uh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the sequel to The Shining, Shining. right? Yes. Yeah. Such an I still need to see the shine. Yeah. Is that on our list? I don't think so. No, it's not. not. We'll add it. Okay. Most iconic. Again, this category is vaguely loose, (laughs) purposefully, because things are iconic for different reasons. Do you want to go first, babe? Yeah, you can definitely go. (laughs) Do you you have a list? I have a list, but I I want you to go first. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) most iconic. First of all, Mark Shaman. He fucking kills the score in this movie. In a good way. Like, kills. I literally wrote, out of all the movies I think I've watched, this is the one where I wrote the most music notes, and that, like, the music in this movie is, the score, specifically, is fucking banging. Mm. It's amazing. Plus, this is now, like, the second or third movie I've talked about in these how many episodes that he was involved in in the (laughs) 90s. He's fucking killing it, dude. Awesome. Hello again. Time for another interruption. Now, in this moment, I gave Mark Shaman all the credit for the score. And, um, actually, Mark Shaman was the music score producer, along with Hummy Man, but Mark McKenzie was the actual orchestrator. I make a similar mistake later in the episode, so just ignore me when that comes up. Tune out my lies! Okay, back to the show. Um, yeah, so, most iconic, Mark Shaman. Just, like... He was killing all these 90s movies, writing some of the best scores ever. Like, you go fucking Mark Shaman. 
Um, Morticia and Gomez. Of course. Because they are couples' goals. They are parenting goals. They are everything goals. Some other, peop- some other people think otherwise, but it's like, no, that's goals for sure. Well, and we'll get into that, because I do have song nights about that, you know, but they are goals. Um, Christopher Lloyd, just like, he, you know, I don't know if I would give it to this movie. I would probably give it to Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. But I love so many movies of his. I love this. I love Clue. I love uh, Back to the Future. I love... He's in um, the Dr. Seuss movie I reference in um, the Hocus Pocus episode. For those of you who listen to that, he's in that as well. Which is why I recommend you all go see In Search of Dr. Seuss. Because the best cast, like, ever. Literally has, like, half of the people I've talked about on this show are in that movie. (laughs) So go watch it. Um... He's just great in everything he does. And he's such an insane character actor. Always. Like, Very sporadic. I'm kind of surprised he was even a film actor. Because he's so larger than life. He he must have had a start to his career in theater. Because a lot of his acting seems like theater training. Mm-hmm. Just like so big, so broad. Open, yeah. So open. Um, and so secure. Every movie he does, he's so secure in what he's doing, no matter how crazy he is. Which in this movie, I feel like, is the most off the walls I've seen him in a movie. This is like, I have many comments about just like how insane he gets sometimes. <laughs> or I'm a little like, oh god, Christopher Lloyd, pull it back yeah. a little bit. You know, like he Seems goes a little too far. too fucking real. Yeah. But he's great. And just like... I look forward to any time I see his name in anything. You just get a little psyched. Because you're like, well, he's going to put on a fucking show. He's a total showman. Um, I wrote Death. (laughs) His most iconic. Why? Because I feel like this movie, I have a few notes on it. This movie romanticizes death in a way that, for someone like me, Keith knows this about me, I have panic attacks if I think about death for too long. (laughs) He's had to talk me down from a few of those. (laughs) And... I like that this movie makes it almost comforting in that there's there can be a security behind the idea mm. that it's going to happen. It's like the one guarantee in life. And it's funny because we're all afraid of dying. We're all afraid of losing our lives. And like, what is the next stage? What happens? But this movie presents the idea, well, that's the one thing we can be sure of. That's mm-hmm. the one thing we can have confidence in. I'm going to die someday. Yeah. There doesn't need to be fear behind it if you think about... It's kind of like the Peter Pan quote of, like, to die would be an awfully big adventure. And that this movie brings that energy to it. Wow. Yeah, right? Fucking wow. great fucking quote. <laughs> Everybody read Peter Pan. I highly recommend. <laughs> it's only been around for, like, a century. <laughs> but I do recommend reading the book. It's actually genuinely fucking great. Um... Yeah, and I think about that quote a lot just because I'm like... Because it's, it's two-sided. So they say that dying would be an awfully big adventure, and then he says to live would be an awfully big adventure when he decides to go up against Captain Hook and rescue uh, the Lost Boys okay. and Wendy and everybody. Got it. Yeah. And it's great because it has that parallel of like, yeah, both. Why not both? Mm-hmm. Why not? And I like that this movie just kind of makes it a little bit easier to swallow and kind of makes it fun in a weird way. They present it as if it's beautiful. I mean, it is. Yes, yeah, exactly. It can be beautiful. Like, I love the scene where Gomez and Morticia are talking about lying next to each other for In their eternity. Coffins. Yeah. I, like, I literally got so emotional listening to that because I was like, aw, that's going to be us. <laughs> like, I don't want to be in a coffin. I'm not going to be buried, cremated for me. But, like, that's still really nice, you know? Like, that they're like, yeah, we're in this together. We're both going to die, and then we're just going to, like, be next to each other for eternity. 
yeah, there's something about that that's, like, romantic. Yeah. Then I'm like, that's what Romeo and Juliet meant. And they just fucked it all up. <laughs> but whatever. That's another conversation. <laughs> um, so I wrote death. I wrote um, Christopher Hart, who plays uh, the thing. The thing? Yeah. yeah. Who plays thing in this. I, I have notes on that. Just, like, considering the technology of the 90s, mm-hmm. this movie makes thing look really good. Really good. Like, believable. And he, acting is hard enough. When you remove the rest of your body and your face (laughs) and your voice and you have to play a hand to be that good of an actor that I leave the movie needing to know, one, who the actor's name is, and two, all I can think about is, like, thing. Like, all I can think about is, that's a hand Mm -hmm. playing a character in this movie with no lines, no dialogue. Whoever said that the most amount of lines means that you're the lead. Fucking bullshit. Nope. Mm-hmm. Thing proves otherwise. You can be the star of a movie without any lines. Exactly. And without a body and a face. And he fucking kills it. He does. Most iconic thing. Fucking damn. He's definitely on my list, that's for sure. Yes. Also, Cousin It. <laughs> you cannot forget about Cousin the It. The hair, the voice, the bowler hat. It's just... <laughs> It just came out. It just came out. I love it. Do it again. (laughs) 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 Now you sound like you're meowing. I know, right? (laughs) Demented cat. Um, Yeah, cousin, it fucking kills it. I forgot how funny the whole concept is, and I couldn't. You, we watched this together. You Mm -hmm. know, saw me. I couldn't stop laughing as soon as he got out of his little cloud car. (laughs) Um, Then I wrote the color black. I feel like no other movie has made black look so oh, chic. You know? Okay. Like, between Gomez, between Morticia, between Lurch, between the grandma, between Wednesday, between... <laughs> the house. The house. Between, <laughs> between everybody. It's like Uncle Fester. Like, literally everybody wears black in this, and it looks sick. And it looks like a fun color. Definitely. Usually it's, like, so funereal, but in this movie they really make it seem cool. Black is definitely cool. It's mysterious. Oh, yeah. Black is always cool. I just feel like this movie elevates it from, like, somber Mm -hmm. to, like, celebratory in a fun way. Okay. And, yeah, I just, yeah. Color black, most iconic. And then the last one I wrote, specifically I spelled it, Morticia's look with (laughs) L-E-W-K. Her look in this movie. The makeup, the red lips... The lighting. When she wakes up. The hair, the when she wakes up, the way she's even just positioned on the pillow. Oh to yes. s- I I will admit I've tried to copy that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I try so hard. No she's so fucking elegant. <laughs> no she's so fucking elegant. Like mm-hmm. and the dress just like oh god. Yeah. Just her look is so good. Um so those are that's my list of most iconic. I try to limit it. No, a yeah, bit. definitely. Mine's mine's had to be again with Morticia with the lighting. They always highlighted that so much. Her, yeah, eyes, her eyes really can cast a spell on Which you. Which I love because one, I love the idea, the magical element of the idea that maybe that always that actually happens in real life. Like mm. it's not just like a movie thing to get you to pay attention to her eyes. It's like, can you imagine if there was a real person in real life who magically always had their eyes highlighted? That <laughs> that would be hilarious. What? 
be so funny. That'd be scary. I'd just be like, oh. Oh, it'd be terrifying. What the fuck? But it would be so cool. Yeah, definitely. Like, Who the fuck are you? Um, yeah, I love that detail. It's more so prevalent intense. in Adam's Family Values than it is in this movie. In this movie, it's not yes. as noticeable. They went a lot more subtle with it. And then they must have realized it was so popular or like it was a really good idea. And amped it up times like a thousand in they the sequel. They overdid it. I feel like they overkilled it in that one. It would have been funny in the second movie because they overdid it so much. If, like, they showed a scene where, like, somebody points out, you know, like, why are her eyes so highlighted? And we just see somebody holding a flashlight in the corner, <laughs> just pointing them directly at her eyes. Like, oops. That would have been like, a big, very funny moment yeah, for that movie. Just, like, scurry off. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll be honest. We only watched, like, 15 minutes of the movie. We were interrupted and just couldn't finish it. But also, it was not agreeing with us. We'll talk about that later when we get to, should this be remade? Um... What else do you have on your list? What else do you have? Um, I have Christopher Hart, again, um, amazing actor, Canadian actor, who was also a magician. Yes. Oh, I forgot to include that in Keith's introduction. He's also a magician. Uh, he's going to be doing some magic for the Instagram, so please follow hey. at, at, please don't remake this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be awesome. Uh, follow uh, at, please don't remake this on Instagram, and you'll see, hopefully soon, a reel of Keith doing some magic. Very soon. Oh yeah, very soon. Uh, what else do you have on your list? Um, just Morticia and Gomez. That just most iconic all the way through the movie, beginning through the end. Um, yeah. You literally couldn't make an Adams Family movie without them. No, you can't. Like, well, uh, <laughs> wow, that sounded dumb. Obviously, you can't make an Adams <laughs> Family movie. But I mean, like, if you don't have two strong actors in those roles, it just doesn't work. Um. Which I actually have like a, an opinion on that when we get to the remake thing because you and I watched the animated movie that came out like a year yeah. or two ago, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about that movie a little bit when we get to that point because cool. yeah, I have some thoughts. Um, anything else? That's it for right now. That's yeah. For okay. List. Well, I'm gonna then let's give it to I'm gonna give it to Thing. Yes. Because like nope. Definitely. Christopher Hart, you fucking go. Killed dude. it. Like, Killed it. Congratulations. You you've earned this most iconic. Um Okay, now we move on to Best Dressed, which I gave it I already wrote it as a tie. I said Morticia and Gomez. <laughs> Did you write that too? No, I wrote Gomez. Just Gomez? Just Gomez. I mean, obviously, Morticia is beautiful and always dressed, but I feel like she's dressed in the same outfit throughout the entire That's movie. That's part of the point. That's I, part of the reason why she's best dressed is because she wears the same goddamn thing every day, but she always looks, like, fierce as fuck. <laughs> she does, don't get me wrong, but I feel like Gomez, like, kills his outfit, like, throughout different scenes. Yes, he does. <laughs> You're giving me that look. No, I'm like, uh-huh. I, I, I know there's a, a but, but... But <laughs> <laughs> I think if you if you picture the movie, if you think of like one meme, one frame of the movie, who do you picture more, Morticia or Gomez? <laughs> Morticia, it's no, Morticia. I was it? not going to say Morticia. You look like you're going to. I saw the M. The creative right mind is working right now. I'm going to say Gomez. Mm. I can make a shitload of memes with Gomez. There's more memes with Morticia. Well, that's because nobody has been thinking like I have. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, wow. So it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> fine. It's tied. I wrote a tie anyway, so it's fine. 
<sighs> you see what I have to deal with, people. <laughs> yeah, I love you too. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we move on to best quote. I'm so excited to do this. Yes. <laughs> okay, so Keith, my beloved, is going to be reading all of the uh, Gomez <laughs> ones, and I'll be reading for Morticia because we're that fucking couple. <laughs> you guys are probably going to hate us by the end of this. Or love us. If you hope you... Yeah, whatever. I don't fucking know. Why am I talking for you guys? You'll let me know anyway. <laughs> okay, do you want to start with um, the look at her? Yeah. Go um, for it. Look at her. I would die for her. I would kill for her. Either way, what bliss. I love you're doing like a British her. I know. I, I was die for her. Sorry. Leave me alone. <laughs> no, Leave me alone. <laughs> I love because of an actor. You just you I really can't act, on. so I'm just like trying my very hardest. So please don't that was judge. Really sexy. No, yeah. I'm proud of you. That was fun to watch. Okay. Uh next one is mine. Last night you were unhinged. You were like some desperate howling demon. You frightened me. Do it again. <laughs> You're not even looking at me. I know. I'm <laughs> trying to gather all my thoughts right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was his snort. That was a voice snort. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Oh, man. Okay. Okay, the next one is also mine. Don't torture yourself, Gomez. <laughs> You're interrupting my line. Babe. <laughs> Fuck. Don't torture yourself, Gomez. That's my job. <laughs> you tried looking at me for that one. <laughs> I did, I did. Okay, the next one. Oh, this is a Wednesday line because she fucking kills this movie. When um she has Pugsley strapped to the chair and he's like, What game is this called? And she goes, Is there a god? <laughs> <laughs> Pause the movie and laugh is an understatement. Mm -hmm. I was cackling. I like fell over. It was brilliant. Um, then this is a um, this is a fester line where he's trying to teach um, uh, Wednesday and Pugsley how to do the fight, and he turns to Wednesday and says, or no, he turns to Pugsley I think, and he says, "Haven't you ever slaughtered anyone?" And Wednesday says, "He's only a child," and he goes, "That's no excuse." <laughs> I thought it was awesome. That's that was, amazing. Because it's like the first time you start to see them all connect and mm -hmm. like get really close. And I thought it was adorable. It's like, that's a good like clincher. Um, oh, and then of course, when Morticia is at the school and she's finding out about the uh, like hero that Wednesday picked, one of their like great, great, great aunts or something. Yeah. And she's talking about how she like enslaved some of the men in the town and like danced naked. And Morticia just goes, but we've told Wednesday, college first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, college first. And then in Snare, <laughs> the village, run around naked. Um, oh, you want to go with the how long has it been? He goes, how long has it been since we waltzed? Oh, Gomez. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, God, I love them. And then I wrote another one. Um, <laughs> the lemonade scene. When the Girl Scout is like, are these made from real lemons? Oh, yeah. And she says, if I buy your lemonade, you can buy the girls, like some Girl Scout cookies from me. And Wednesday says, are they made from real Girl Scouts? <laughs> she is. Oh, she's just perfect. Um, oh, so this is the television scene where Gomez is sitting in front of the TV and he calls the hotline. 
And when they pick up and he, like, says something, you don't hear what he says. And she says, uh, she says, like, uh, Mr. Adams, please stop calling. We do not know where they meet about the cult. <laughs> <laughs> and his face, he's so disappointed. So depressed. He's just like, oh man. <laughs> like, <laughs> love it. Um, oh, the next one is the uh, torture line. You want to go? Oh, yeah. Leather straps, red hot pokers. Later, my dearest. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, yeah, those are all, wow, those are all the quotes I wrote. Did you have anything else? Another one is between Gomez and Morticia. He says, to live without you, only that would be torture. Aw. And then Morticia says, a day alone, only that would be death. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so cute. Very. Ugh, goals. Um, actually, this is a, another humble brag. Keith gave me the coolest, for those of you guys who like tarot cards, uh, oh, I wish I had written down oh. what Etsy account makes these. I'll look it up again and, and put it on the page. Yeah, we can put a link on the Instagram page. Um, there is a, um, there's an Etsy, you can probably, you guys can probably just look it up, Adam's Family Tarot Card on Etsy, and it'll probably be the first thing that pops up. Mm-hmm. But Keith has a, this was an anniversary present? Or, no, Valentine's Day present. Valentine's. Valentine's Day present, he gave me a tarot card that has Gomez and Morticia and Thing on it mm-hmm. with the house in the background, which is really cool. Um, yeah. And it's at nighttime. And I have one, too, but mine is at daytime. Wait, I didn't know that. I told you that. I don't remember that. I told you. Oh, I'm sorry. That's really <laughs> cute. Aw, you know we had matching ones? Oh, yeah. Our, our apartment's going to look so cute. All decorated. You know? <laughs> so symmetrical. We'll frame everything. Well, those are already framed, right? Mine is. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Mine is definitely oh, okay. framed. Um, okay, great. Yeah, that's it for Best quotes. Yeah. Bam. Um, and now we get to the last superlative, uh, best all around, um, which I wrote down three options. Wednesday, Morticia, and Gomez. Which, honestly, I want to add Thing to that list now. Because after we talked about how great Christopher Hart is and how great Thing is, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, for me, personally, when I watch this movie, I'm rooting so hardcore for either Wednesday or Morticia like so hardcore specifically i feel like on a rewatch it'll probably always be wednesday because she's just like epic yeah she's a child and she steals this movie for definitely me. um what about you who do you want to give it to i would say yeah morticia mm-hmm. yeah morticia why her why she's just this beautiful woman who's just like talking about you know death and just like being very morbid and it's such a turn on it's like (laughs) 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 this is why you like me huh i talk about true crime and murder and other things and other things (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah definitely she steals the show yeah for sure I look at you, Stan. Mm-hmm. I love you. Okay. <laughs> so those are our superlatives. <laughs> <laughs> now we move on to Curveball. Did you have a crush on any of these people when you were a kid? Wednesday. Really? I'm shocked right now. <laughs> really? Why? <laughs> because I thought after what you just said about Morticia, I would have assumed you would have immediately said Morticia. But I mean, but Wednesday. no, but definitely Wednesday. Wednesday. She's just like... She was your age. <laughs> <laughs> that too just like wow she's pretty and she just like her eyes are very penetrating just like what yeah. just want to keep watching like where does she go <laughs> just like eyes are a big thing for you definitely <laughs> I feel like you can like 
I speak a lot of different things. Yeah. Well, so. unless you're a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> True crime. Anyway. <laughs> um, but wow, Wednesday. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I didn't watch this movie until I was in high school. I watched it as research for um, the musical. Um, but I would probably say Morticia. <laughs> Just like... And she is, Morticia is definitely my type in terms of girls that I, like, get crushes on. Yeah. Or, like, celebrities that I like. Yeah. Like, anybody who's chicer than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody who's not such a fucking goof is definitely (laughs) on my attractive list. And I'm just like, wow, we will wow. (laughs) To quote the producer. Nathan Lane, I love you. Shout out. <laughs> Second movie in a row. Um, yeah. Oof. Oh, which, oh, fun fact. You probably don't know this. Nathan Lane played Gomez in the Broadway musical. He did? Yeah. I did not know that. He's fucking great, of course. Wow. I'll have to show you clips. Him and B.B. Newworth as Morticia. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have to show you clips. You'll actually really like the musical. We can watch a bootleg of it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. Um, yeah. The musical is actually really fun. I highly recommend. We'll get to that when we get to remake. Sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. For me, it's definitely Morticia. Also, Raul Julia, though, like, is up there. Like. Okay. He's sexy as fuck. And, like, looking, I did a little bit of re- more research about his career, because I couldn't believe he had died so young. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing some research on his career, and, like, damn. Like, very talented. Mm-hmm. Very talented. Um, Anyway, really quick, I want to do a bring back category, because sometimes when I watch some of these older movies, especially ones like this that have, like, a lot of, like, old-timey kind of things in it, I love to talk about things that we need to bring back to society. So I've written some down and highlighted them, so bear with me, I'm going to read a few of them really quick. Um, (laughs) oh, this is just a dumb joke. I wrote back, bring back Paramount Pictures. (laughs) <laughs> and I wrote in parentheses, they're fine. Because <laughs> I looked at their website, and they've done, like, every fucking hit movie in the last how many decades. So I'm fucking lying. But what I miss is, like, like I just sort of showed you Indiana Jones. I miss, like, the Paramount Pictures. The mountains. Bla- yeah, yeah, the mountains, and then, like, it cuts to, like, an actual mountain. Or, like, in this movie, where you just see, like, the huge Paramount Pictures, and you're just like, yes! Like... I feel like I don't notice the Paramount Pictures label as much anymore, even Mm -hmm. though they do these huge movies. I'm like, I feel like maybe it's too modernized now. It doesn't have that nostalgia element to it that looks awesome. Definitely. But I miss seeing Paramount Pictures and being like, this is going to be fucking awesome. Like, I miss that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Paramount Pictures is killing it. Okay. Hire me. Kidding. I'm not kidding. Um, Um, I also wrote Bring Back Fencing. I realized the only two movies I could think of that had fencing is this movie and The Parent Trap. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Yeah. I immediately went to James Bond. What movie? Uh, pff, shit. I've not watched it, no? that's for sure. I've only watched the Daniel Craig ones and maybe a couple. Okay, b- I've watched that. Goldfinger. Was it Goldfinger? No, it wasn't Goldfinger. I think Halle Berry was in this one. Oh, so, um, uh, uh, oh, I know. Peter Brosnan. Yes, there you go. Interesting. Fencing. Okay. Yeah, bring back fencing. Fencing's cool. It's fun. Lethal. Well, hopefully <laughs> lethal. I want it to be more lethal. 
Um, bring back secret rooms. Can we just like have more secret rooms? Uh, yeah, God, I, I know that damn. hits your magician heartstrings. <laughs> his library, his book, just like pulled it to the side, and that was it. That, that was it for me. Yeah, like fellow. I can see you as a little kid watching that moment, and like that's all you could that you would dream about that mm-hmm. secret room. If yeah. I was a little kid, I just immediately just think that oh, he's Batman for sure. <laughs> Imagine a crossover mm-hmm. of Batman and this movie. That's hilarious. Wow. Fun. <laughs> um, bring back organs. Organs are yeah. so cool. It sounds so good in this movie. Uh, bring back organs. Um, I also brought back... <laughs> I wrote that. Bring back good seances. You know, like, so many movies now are, like, creepy, like, Ouija board kind of things. Mm-hmm. Of, like, no, we can't awaken the dead. We don't know who's coming into the room. <laughs> that kind of thing. I like in this movie, it's just, like, Fester, Fester, can you hear us? <laughs> like, they're looking for their family member, and it's, like, cute and adorable. And it's just, a, and it's so sweet and, mm-hmm. and kind of cheesy, and I love it. And I'm just, like, I want, like, a non-horror movie version of a seance. Because they're kind of fun, you know? Like, a ghost, the movie seance. That's where, like, funny. she's, like... I can feel them in the beyond. <laughs> and then she just sees Patrick Swayze standing in the back. It's making the pot. Love it. Um, bring back the Bermuda tri- Triangle. For real. Yeah, that like, was on mine. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. That was a huge thing back then. Yeah. People used to like, be afraid. Oh, you can't cross there. That was in like every kid show. It was like quicksand for yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. Like it was like in every TV show. It was in every movie. It was like such a thing. And I miss it because I love like I love dumb conspiracy theories like that where it's like if you fly into the Bermuda Triangle you'll be lost forever. I love that shit. So it's like okay, let's go, <laughs> let's try it, <laughs> see if it works. Um, I can't believe I wrote this. Bring back train obsessions, like people who like trains and like oh, train rooms, diecasts and everything. There's a train, uh, mo- I think I've talked about this. No, I haven't talked about this yet on the podcast. I'm a mm-hmm. huge Disney fan because growing up in Florida, you go to Disney a lot. Love Disney. Some people are fortunate enough to go to Disney a lot. I was fortunate enough to go to Disney a lot. And they have a full train set at one of the parks in, I believe it's the Germany section in the World Showcase at Epcot. They just have it outside. You can even like walk like through paths of it. And it's, like, all these little towns and a big train that just like, continuously goes. Seriously? Yeah. It wasn't behind a glass or anything? No. You can, like, walk around it. Like, walk through it. They have, the like, fuck? pathways. And usually there are a lot of bunny rabbits in that area, too, which Aww. is really cute. And my family, we always take the time to just stand there and watch the trains for a while. And I've always loved trains. There's even um, a... There... I always wanted to have a painting done of it. There's a travel agency in Miami in one of, the, like, the down... In one of the, um... South Miami areas that has a train display in the window and it's like all these really beautiful mountains and like tiny little towns. It's like the same thing as a Disney setup but it's in the window. It's this huge window and I remember once seeing it was such like a Norman Rockwell painting. I remember seeing a mom walk past with her son and he just put his face up against the glass and looked and watched the train go and I thought it was so fucking cute. And I love shit like that. And so I love that scene where Raul Julia is just playing with his trains. I'm like, I actually kind of love this kind of thing. I think this is adorable. Like, I would participate. I would just watch the train go around. It's kind of soothing. Yeah. There's something about it because of the monotony of it. It's a different world. Yeah. And you can just kind of pretend to either be on the train or, like, in the town. It's mm-hmm. just, like, idyllic, you know? Which sometimes we all need a little bit of, like, idyllic paradise. Um, And then... I think the yeah the last one I wrote was bring back formal dances like formal balls 
you know. Oh, I didn't think about that. The yeah. gowns and the live orchestra and real dancing, you know, waltzing and all that stuff. Like, epic, you know? Just, like, beautiful. I mean, the last time we got that in a movie was, what, Enchanted? <laughs> the Disney movie? Like, I miss balls. I want balls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to isolate that audio clip. Yep. And I'm just, you know what? I'm leaving it in because I'm just going to live with that mistake. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Whatever. Oh, well. All of your minds get out of the gutter. <laughs> All right. So now we move on to I have some notes. I have some notes. Uh, do you want to go first? No, go ahead. Okay. I wrote <clears throat> Overture with three exclamation points. Because it's genius. And then I wrote in all caps, Mark Shaman, because <laughs> he's brilliant. He just like, literally, as soon as you start the movie and you pa- go past the caroler scene when they're dropping whatever that, like, uh, cauldron of whatever it is I over it was that. acid or something. I, we don't know. You don't yeah. actually see what it is. That's very true. And um, all of a sudden the score, like, rushes in and the cool mix of, like, the original with, like, a new flavor to it. She sets the tone so well, and I was thrilled. I was just like, this is the shit I live for. <laughs> um, the clock in the very beginning of the family, I just wrote, God, I love this clock. It's so funny. Just all of them doing their crazy-ass things is great. Mm-hmm. And I also love cuckoo clocks. I kind of have, like, I shouldn't say obsession. It's not like I look them up online. But if I see a cuckoo <laughs> clock in a movie, I pay attention. So Do I you think you would ever get a cuckoo clock? Oh, yes. Really? Something that doesn't make too much noise. Okay. But I would love a cuckoo clock. I mean, we read The Night Circus together. Highly recommend that book, by amazing the way, guys. Amazing book. A fucking amazing what book. What the fuck? And there's an, a beautiful clock that's featured in it that I would dream of having, like, a tinier replica made of it. Hmm. That would be awesome. And we live in New York City. There's got to be somebody who makes handmade clocks. That'll probably cost, you know, $50,000, yep. but it'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, <laughs> why? Um... I wrote, uh, I wrote, hand trick, pretty good considering, like considering 1991 special effects, the time period and everything, thing, oh. just looks so impressive. Yeah, like kudos to them. Yeah, for like 1991, the CGI, like shit. Yeah. I don't know how they Way did Way ahead of their time. Yeah. That's really good. Um, Morticia's, ent- oh no, wait, first, before Morticia's entrance, I wrote, um, Gomez's pajamas, I wrote pajamas. But make it fashion. Mm-hmm. Because, yep. <laughs> wow. that That's amazing. I didn't even think that there were pajamas, but then, like, yeah. yeah. They're, like, loungewear. It's fucking epic. And then I wrote, Morticia's entrance, A+. Mm-hmm. Just as soon as they do the dramatic shot of her lying on the bed with her eyes closed, it's like, oh, come on. Killing me. <laughs> uh, and then I wrote again. This is why I wrote, like, the music just fucking is iconic in this movie. I wrote again, this music is so fun so entertaining it keeps the movie like light mm-hmm. it kind of helps balance out how creepy sometimes it can be or a little gross like there are some gross scenes in this movie I should have done a puke counter for this movie because there were a few um <laughs> when Lurch is playing the piano when they're doing the seance I just wrote Lurch is feeling himself mm-hmm. playing right now <laughs> like, he was just like and like he's just so like he's even leaning away from the piano like Elton John just like yeah, like <laughs> it's a straight poker face. Just yes, like. oh, love Lurch. Um, shout out casual Miami reference. Hey, okay, <laughs> 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 moving on. <laughs> so, 
you know, I already said that I'm a big Disney fan, and I joked, when I watched this movie, I immediately wrote, you know, the twins that wrote, that um, Gomez and Fester fought over were called Flora and Fauna, and, mm. you know, in Sleeping Beauty, the uh, fairies are called Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather. And so as soon as they said Flora and Fauna, I wrote <laughs> Merryweather, hee hee. Because <laughs> I just had to. I couldn't like let the rest of the movie go without saying the word Merryweather. I had mm. to finish it. Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather. <laughs> Shout out. Um, <laughs> I want to ride down that slide. That slide looked really fun. It did. Into the secret lair. That was like, it looked a little crazy. Like you might have a bad trip on the way down. Like psychedelic trip. I don't give but a it fuck. Fun. That shit still look fun. <laughs> it looked really fun. Um, I wrote a question mark. They speak multiple languages. I said the same thing. Like, but I found out that like in the movie, against Gomez is like Italian. Is he? Because Gomez sounds Latino. Like I. Right. So I'm confused. How is he Italian? I didn't go that deep, that deep in the research. I don't but. know. I'm confused. Cause he, yeah, he says "caramia," which is Italian. Yeah. So. And at first I thought it was French, but no, it's Italian. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, they just speak so many different languages in this. Mm. They do like a Russian dance. Morticia knows French. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Cool. Like, I'm jealous. I wish I spoke many more languages than just English. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just weird. Because then I'm like, what is your origin story? But then it adds to the mystery of who are these people. Exactly. Yeah. Eh, all right. Um... I wrote down as one of the notes, and then I researched this. I wrote down who sang for Gomez. You know when they're on the gondola, and all of a sudden he just like bursts out in song, playing the record. I was like, I wonder who sang that. And then I found out because I'm an idiot. Raul Julia was a very accomplished opera singer, oh, as shit. well as being an actor. Wow. Yeah, he was like one of the greatest singers of his time, and so that's like I think it's a recording. Somebody else is singing, but he's like also singing along, and that's like him. He's a good singer. He's singing along to himself. Yeah. No, it's not his recording. Oh, it is God, somebody God. else's. I found on the on when they have the song listing at the end, it, it is somebody else singing the opera. Okay. But it's like him, I think, singing along. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is so cool. Because I'm just like, damn, he really does have a good voice. Um, what else? Um, oh, I wrote, I want her cloak. The cloak that Morticia wears in, mm-hmm. the, in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Oh, you... fun little tangent. So my family and I once got to tour a private uh, family cemetery. Wait, what? Yeah. So when I was a kid, um, we were looking at colleges for my sister. And during that trip, we were like doing a uh, road trip. And during that trip, we stopped in Georgia for my parents to look at some land to buy for their like retirement, you know, just to like have some property under their belt add it to their portfolio and we were touring this one community that was being developed and there was a house that had already been there for a while and it was already developed and people had lived there and everything but the thing was the catch that came with the house is there was a family cemetery in the front of the house that like couldn't be disturbed it was like part of the contract i think you can touch it but they drove us past it, and this was when, back then, I'm still kind of afraid of cemeteries, but back then I was deathly afraid of them. Like, if a cemetery... My parents had to warn me if a cemetery was coming up when we were driving, because I had to not look at it, because mm. all I would... I would start... I have a very overactive imagination, and I would start to see dead bodies, and I would have nightmares for, like, a week. And so I just 
couldn't look at a cemetery. It freaked me the fuck out. So they would always tell me, like, a cemetery was coming. So we toured it. And, yeah, it was just, like, this tiny... It was, like, a, one of those uh, roundabout driveways, you know? Like, the circular driveway. Mm-hmm. And right in the middle of the circular driveway, in, like, a little tiny field, was a fucking family cemetery. I think it was mostly pets. But still... Still. If Stephen King wrote a horror Pet novel cemetery. about... <laughs> pets in a cemetery it's still scary so yeah that was fun of course my mom joked she wanted to get it and i was like i'll never visit you and no. she was like i don't know if that would bother she she messed with me <laughs> funny mom very funny <laughs> yeah no they didn't end up getting that property i'm kind of sad now now that i'm more of a morbid person i'm like oh i would have really enjoyed that mm-hmm. on halloween i would have had a seance just sat just sat in the middle <laughs> yeah come my sisters <laughs> i just did hocus pocus and so i'm very witchy um, <laughs> so yeah fun story uh very random tangent but everybody i uh go to georgia and find some cool cemeteries um what else oh i wrote why do i find funny graveyards funny which sounds dumb but i mean like i love how humorous the graveyard is and i was cackling when we watched their it. graveyard yeah their graveyard is like so humorous they have so many fun jokes in it and I was cackling when we watched it. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that. I was like a hysterical mess. And then I realized, again, Disney, growing up going to Haunted Mansion, which is all funny death humor, I realized, I was like, oh, well, I grew up on that shit. Like, liking, thinking death could be funny mm-hmm. and, like, how people die could be funny. And, um, yeah, so I just love the all the sequences in the cemetery in this movie are fucking hilarious. It just reminded me a lot of, like, Beetlejuice. Absolutely. Yeah, that was exactly the kind of... Which Beetlejuice... Beetlejuice came out before this, I want to say? Yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Maybe they came out the same I, year? I, I don't know. Probably I'd have to before. look that up. Yeah. Because they're definitely, like... Which, funny enough, I think they talk about in the interview I mentioned, that article I was telling you about, mm-hmm. I think they talked about Beetlejuice. So I think, actually, Beetlejuice had already come out. And okay. they were saying they didn't want to do too campy like Beetlejuice. They wanted it to be a little bit more realistic. Okay. Like, you might know these people mm-hmm. instead of Beetlejuice that's, like, way out there. Where you're like, Jesus Christ, who mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah. Um. Oh. Mm. Say it. Oh, right. This is another dumb tangent. I'm just talking about myself. I created this podcast just for selfish purposes. Um, another fun tangent is, so in this movie, the, the little kids, you know, the choir sings Getting to Know You. And fun story, uh, when I was a kid, I used to do singing competitions, and I sang Getting to Know You Once as a solo at a county fair, and I did a ribbon dance, and everything. And you know what, I'm going to promise the listeners right here and right now, if my parents have that video, I will post it on the Instagram, (laughs) and humiliate myself. I was like eight or nine, singing Getting to Know You with my hair slicked back in a bun that was very painful. Cute. Wearing a dress, <laughs> I'm wearing a skirt and blouse that made me look 40 when I was eight years old. And did a ribbon dance with a rainbow colored ribbon. And if I find that video, I will post it and embarrass the shit out of myself. So many likes coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> so many, so many laughing emojis. Oh dear. Oh dear. Um I wrote, why is there a couch in the graveyard? I guess comfort. They but it's like an old there? beat up couch. They've probably been sitting there for a while now. Yes, it's just like and it's family. But like, like, why is it a nice couch? 
Why is it such a bad couch? <laughs> is it just because they leave it outside so it like gets rain, mildew, and maybe stuff? the couch was dead, probably. <laughs> Wait, that actually would make total sense that the couch was alive at some oh. point. And not much civil. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is fucked. Um, I already talked about this. Cousin It's voice is fucking hilarious. I was treated to, mm-hmm. to Keith's impersonation of it. Won't do it again. Um, I love Wednesday's matching dress at the party. The the ball that they have, you she looks like Morticia. Oh yes, she wears, yes, yes. Like, a Morticia oh dress. yes. It's so adorable, and she looks so cute. I could honestly see Kaya wearing that. It's just so adorable. Kaya would die. Kaya is one of Keith's kids, his daughter. She would die. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, she has to be a little older to see this movie. <laughs> She's still way too young. She's only five. She cannot watch this movie. I don't want her trying to kill Noah. Yeah, because <laughs> she. She might attempt. She will definitely try. She wouldn't mean it in a malicious way. She'd just be like, but it looked fun. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I actually really love the It storyline with the wife of the guy who's trying to take the family money. And they dance at the party. And she's like, oh, no, I oh, couldn't, yeah. you know? And I actually kind of really like them together. I just find it hilarious. I'm just like, this is great. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um... This is a fun question I thought of watching the movie. I wanted to ask you. What would you want written on your tombstone? If you could have, like, an epithet. Epithet? Epithet. Great father. Great friend. Um. Great lover. (laughs) 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 Didn't think about that, but that could be on there, too. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, my God. My parents are going to listen to this. Great artist. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Please don't kill me. Great artist. <laughs> great artist is a good word. That fits you. Yeah. I like great artists. Yeah. Cool. I don't know what mine. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um. I probably want something like devoted wife, mother. Um. Mm, maybe like a quote. I was thinking about a quote too. I would want like one of my quotes. Mm, maybe nice. Like, it is what it is. It has to. Be. <laughs> <laughs> what? what were you say? It has to be your own, you know. But it, that that's funny. Either it is what it is, or <laughs> it is what it is. Is very hilarious all the time. It is what it is. I don't know why I always do it with like an Irish accent, <laughs> but I do. It just sounds more fun. Because it could be like your whole world is going to shit. And I in think the you told me it, that because your mom did it first. My mom, yeah, she started saying it, and then I picked it up, and now, now she copies me though. Oh. My, it is what it is. Now we all say it like that. <laughs> Anytime somebody hangs out with me long enough, and I say it like that, we all say it like that now. <laughs> Even you say it now like that when you do say it. I do. Yeah, you always go. It. it is what it is. <laughs> it's such a you thing yeah it really is that'll probably be on my tombstone I like that too because it's just like well yeah it is what it is I'm in the pretty fucking pretty much round. exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay so I also wrote the violins with a little heart I think the violins was referring to the dance the ball no wait yeah, we need more uh oh no the violins I think is after Gomez's entrance into saving uh Morticia at the house. Oh, yeah. And I think there's, like, a violin cue with it that's adorable. Where he, that's... like, spurls through the window? Yeah. <laughs> Which I have no <laughs> <saw>. <laughs> Uh 
And then I wrote, this is a funny joke for those of you. So when Keith and I watched this together, and you know how it says, after Fester figures out who he really is, and it says seven months later on the screen, both Keith and I did the Spongebob seven months later. <laughs> we both did it at the same time. That is how indoctrinated we are to Spongebob Squarepants. Everybody our age. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, and then the last thing I wrote is, so at the end of the movie, they give special thanks to this woman, uh, Lady Colleton. Colleton? And I was really confused. I was like, "Lady, the Lady Colleton? Who is that? And I looked it up, and it's Charles Adams, the, the comic, um, like the man who created the comics. It's his second wife and the executor of his estate. So oh, wow. they couldn't create this movie without her support. Oh. And that's why there had been no iterations of it since the TV show. Um, because she was very careful about who she gave permission to. Such a smart person. That's crazy. Yeah, but of course Scott Rudin is on the project, and they talk about it more in the article. I highly recommend reading the article. It's really cool just to learn some of the fun facts about how they made this. I think they talk about just, like, the creators behind the movie really sealed the deal, Mm. and she gave them permission to do it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, really cool. To have that much power and to really take care of a brand like that. Yeah, like, for for her to hold on to her husband's legacy like that is so special. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, she they should be really proud. They did a good job, I think. Um, Very Gomez and Morticia. Yeah, oh, that is so sweet. So those are my, I have some notes. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, when Morticia's opening the closet, like, in the beginning sequence of the movie, and just, like, seeing, you see all these, like, dead bodies and, like, body bags. Yes. I was like, the fuck are we not going to talk about that right now like who is that there's some really dark moments in this movie that are fun but also i'm a little like yeah i'd be scared like as fun as the movie is i'd be scared if i knew them in real life mm-hmm. for sure i would not go into that house definitely not i'd be startled if i would ever see that like what the fuck is that mm-hmm. um chinese finger traps i wish that was still a thing I remember those being a thing when we were kids, and like you would get them for like fifty cents mm-hmm. at like uh, at like the Pizza Hut. <laughs> that or like was a little machine that you turn, yeah. put your quarters in. And exactly, you that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was, yeah. You would just get like the cheap kind that like you would break if you pulled too hard. Exactly. <laughs> I just was like, I would give my kids that so they could just stay off the phone. Oh, but you know, Kaya and Noah would like panic if they couldn't get it off. That's fine. <laughs> oh, that is not. You don't mean that. Much nicer than that. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> oh my god, you're much nicer than that. I think that's all I have from my notes because we basically talked about everything else. Yeah, yeah, I I did cover a lot. That's why I actually forgot to mention every episode. I have a page. Uh, I have a note counter. This one is only six pages, which I thought about this up till we recorded. You know, why did I write so few pages in comparison to the other movies I've watched? And I think it's because I've only watched this the one time in high school. And so I didn't have a strong attachment to it going into it, you know, versus like Hocus Pocus, yes, was the first time I'd watched it. But of course, that's why I had a million thoughts, because I was like, what is this movie? And Sleepover and Birdcage, I had a lot of notes for because those were like iconic movies of my childhood or just like Birdcage in general is one of my most favorite movies ever. With this movie, I just didn't feel... I walk away from this movie with not a huge attachment. Mm -hmm. Like, I have attachment to certain characters, but not to the movie as a whole. To the plot line, I'm not very attached. Yeah. The other movies, I'm pretty attached to the plot line. It's the characters in this movie that bring it for me. It's really Gomez, Morticia, and Wednesday that make me watch this movie. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I could just, like, watch clips of them, like, their best moments in the movies, versus watching the whole movie. 
Because sometimes I love Christopher Lloyd, sometimes it's a little much, and it's, like, not my favorite. Um, and I hate the mother of him, like, the fake mother, the woman he's trying to get, is so, we'll get into that in Spicy Hot Takes, she's so gross, she's so gross. Um, yeah, this movie just doesn't resonate as much. So, like, while watching it, I was just kind of, like, enjoying it for the sake of enjoying it, Mm -hmm. and didn't write as many notes, because there were, like, a million things I could have commented on, but then I was also like, oh, that's the point. Like, and I guess that's maybe not a great comment on the movie. Like, what's the point in writing every note? Yeah, it's not a movie that you actually keep watching over and over and over again. No, yeah, this is definitely, like, a seasonal thing. Yeah. Like, Halloween comes around or something, and you're just like, yeah. Mm -hmm. It it gets added to Netflix, and you're like, why not? It's Mm -hmm. an easy watch. Exactly. You know, you can just kind of breeze through it, but it is quite weird. (laughs) Sometimes a little almost too much. I mean, we just talked about that with the body bags. Yep. Sometimes it's a bit much. Specifically the sequel, we'll get to that, is... (sighs) Uh, is a lot much. Um, okay, now we move into spicy hot takes. Uh, do you have any spicy hot takes? You kind of have to guide me through the spicy hot takes. So spicy hot takes, for those of you who are familiar with CinemaSins on YouTube, it's like poking fun at the movie, tearing the movie apart a little bit, all out of love, all out of appreciation, but just kind of like poking at the holes a little bit, like nitpicks, that kind of thing. Just like being an asshole for asshole's sake. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Anything? Nothing comes to mind. I'll probably take a riff after you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I have a few. <laughs> okay, so. um, This is just, again, <laughs> for asshole's sake. This starts with Christmas carolers. Is this a Christmas movie? Mm. And it came out after Halloween, people. November 22nd, I think, 1991. So, would you consider this a Christmas movie? It is about family. It is about reunion. It's about coming together. Faithful friends who are near to us, who are dear to us, will be near to us once more. I don't know. I got a bit. I don't know. It's kind of like gives me Nightmare Before Christmas kind of vibes. That's what I was going to say, too. Like, it's very similar. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't have so much of a Christmas angle to this movie. Yeah. But it's the kind of movie I feel like you could watch at Halloween, but also is pretty reasonable at home at christmas at christmas i mean i think i mentioned it on the hocus pocus episode like i love watching the twilight zone reruns that happen on christmas and new year's on sci-fi channel Mm -hmm. so that's just like a thing i feel like is watching some creepy things like around your family so it's just fun to point out this does start with a christmas song so why not make it call it a christmas movie just because um (laughs) do not so i have a bring back category do not do not bring back Christmas carolers. Oh my god. This is how much of a snob I am. I hate Christmas carolers. I have never seen it. At least not, not in my neighborhood. Well, so. Yeah, New York City, I don't think, has Christmas carolers. People would throw things out Maybe the in front of Macy's, probably, but definitely not. Not door to door. No. And in some, maybe in some small communities, it's kind of cute. You know, there's a scene in New in Town, the rom com with Renee Zellweger and. Um, Oh, what's the singer? Harry Connick Jr. That's actually kind of cute where the whole town gets together mm-hmm. and like a religious like Christmas thing. But one, it's isolating to other religions that celebrate different holidays at that time of year. And two, it it's just annoying. Don't knock on my door unless you're delivering a package or food. Just <laughs> don't bother me. It's like having happy birthday sung to you. 
Nobody yeah. likes having happy birthday sung to them because what do you do while it's Some being sung people. to you? <laughs> what do you do? Some people. You just find some people don't like it what do you do you just stand there looking at everybody Mm -hmm. you you start to get that (laughs) smile on your face of like oh this is nice and then the smile freezes and then your eye starts to twitch Mm -hmm. and your lip kind of hurts and you want to stop smiling but then you know you're going to look like an ungrateful (laughs) asshole if you stop smiling so you smile even harder and then it physically hurts and you realize you probably don't really look happy anymore you're just looking like you want them to stop because you want them to stop and then everybody sings a different key at the end because nobody can commit to the goddamn key and then you have to blow out some candles and then you finally that's why you sing happy birthday with the cake because after having to suffer through listening to people sing happy birthday at you not with you but at you you get cake as your reward (laughs) dealing with it bam spicy hot takes (laughs) stop christmas caroling okay um oh this is a random one but i'll inscribe I wrote down, let's romanticize unhappiness. And I don't, Unhappiness? Yeah. Hmm. You know how in this movie, like, they have those lines of, like, um, unhappy, dearest, you mm-hmm. know? And she's like, oh, yes, dear. Terribly unhappy. And there's something romantic about it because it's like, well, you're in this together, you know? Like, obviously, it's a joke. It's the Adams family. Like, they're they're being purposely cheesy with that kind of thing. But I think there's something to, for someone like me who suffers from depression and anxiety and has been dealing with that for years, has gone to therapy, I think there's something that can be a little uh, letting go of romanticizing a little bit, like having, like not always being satisfied or not always being happy. I mean, romanticizing that like things aren't always okay, but you're still you, Mm -hmm. the world is still here. You still have people who love you. Like, you can be in a pit and there's somebody bringing you a ladder. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something about that that we can, like... That was deep. <laughs> you know where I got that from? Was the Winnie the Pooh movie. Are you serious? <laughs> no, they don't say it in the Winnie the Pooh movie. Oh, but, but just, like, visually. That's really good. Head, Holy shit. In the Winnie the Pooh movie. Wow. <laughs> where they make the alphabet. No, yeah. <laughs> Watch the Winnie the Pooh 2011 movie. I highly recommend it. It's great. Wow. Yeah. You should write that down. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, you can be in the pit, but somebody's bringing you a ladder. Um, what else? Uh, wrote, Gomez, really a cigar first thing in the morning? <laughs> it was like 8 a.m. And you're smoking a cigar. You know how many stoners are going to com- comment on that? Like, people smoke weed in the morning, like. Yeah, I don't agree with that either. Don't do that, people. <laughs> Jesus Christ, experience some of the day wake first. And wake. That's how no. they experience their day. <laughs> no, that's just like, how do you get anything done? <laughs> like, I get if you need it for like mental health or if you need it for like chronic pain. But if you're doing it just because you can't deal, go to therapy. Yeah, get true. help, people. I want you to be healthy. Weed does not <laughs> solve all of your problems. Trust me, I see it. I see it happen to people. It doesn't solve everything. Mm-hmm. Self-diagnose, like self-medicating with things like that is not okay. Um, take better care of yourself. Go to therapy. I'm And I'm, okay, and I also have to specify, not everybody can afford therapy. And self-care is also inexpensive. We've capitalized it, you know, like... Um, We've turned it into this capitalism um, epidemic where we try to convince people if you buy a candle, you'll be more calm. That's not how it works. Um, 
But, like, you'd be surprised how many of your friends also want to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Or you'd be surprised how many people have gone to therapy. And just, like, talk to people. Um, ask for resources. You know, I help my friends. I have so many friends who come to me and say, I'm in therapy now. Or, like, I found a therapist because you told, taught me it was okay. Because I've been going to therapy now. Well, I'm, I'm not currently in therapy because of COVID. But I was going to therapy for, like, four years. Um, and... It's and and it's important when you do something like that. Obviously, you can retain whatever privacy you want, but sometimes it is nice when you tell people about what you're learning and how it's making a difference. Because you never know who you could be helping. Um, and if you have the luxury of being able to go to therapy, you can afford it. You have the resources, the time, all of that. Like, please go. I think everybody should be in therapy. It is not like a crisis thing. Because you'll realize when you go to therapy, you could try to go for just one thing. And it turns out, actually, it is your entire being that needs help. It is not, like, one falling apart moment. It is integral to how you live your everyday life that actually needs to be fixed a little bit. And it's okay. You are not weak. You are not um, begging for attention. You are not broken. Um, it's like, I always describe it to people having anxiety or depression as like being an alcoholic. You're technically always going to be an alcoholic. Like, because God forbid you start drinking again, like in it spirals again. Like, I'm probably always going to have anxiety and depression. I'm going to die having anxiety and depression. But it's the daily, uh, waking up and learning how to cope with it. And that's okay. doesn't have to feel hopeless. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to feel scary. It is just like, yeah, waking up every day and your eyes are blue and you want them to be green. Like, okay, well, you just have to figure out how to cope that they're not green. Yeah. I agree. You just have to accept what you have. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Just like. I'm not talking on my ass. No, Take this advice not. or leave it. Do you not like I'm not an expert. Uh I just I care about all of you who are listening and I really hope that you're all okay. I know COVID is hitting all of us really hard in so many different ways. Mm. I can't even imagine. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. I can't even imagine the amount of pain combined between all of us right now of what we've been through over the last, like, six months. And there's probably going to be a lot more pain in the future <clears throat> coming up. And it's going to suck. Um, but I hope that you all try as hard as you can to not give into it. Talk to people. Tell friends that you need an ear. You need a hug. You need a friend. Yeah. And, and I'm here, too. Hi. You can all message me through Insta or through my personal account, if you all follow my personal account. I'm all yours. Um, and, yeah. I love, I'm sending all my love now. Okay, moving back into the podcast. That was a huge tangent. Um, oh, so the kids won't die by ele- electrocution. This is a bigger theme of this movie. There's so many things the kids do that I'm like, they did it, die? <laughs> That I'm just like, spicy hot takes, nitpicks. Yeah, how did they not, why are Gomez and Morticia letting them, why is she giving 
one sting a bigger knife. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Duh, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it. That's how they play. <laughs> yes, that's how they play. But, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's that, like, legit line in the movie. So that's how they um, Okay, I wrote. That German accent in this movie is fucking terrible. I don't know if it's purposely bad. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if, like, sh- they didn't give her a vocal coach to have to help her with it. Wow. It was just probably like, meant to be really bad. I think so. I think she's supposed to be like a two-bit con man, con woman. But like, oh my God. I think even Morticia saw that when she was interviewing her and she was just sitting there and Gomez like really into it. But Morticia was just like looking at her with like this really like, I can see right through you. you yeah. Know? Well, that's the thing. Morticia sniffs bullshit mm-hmm. instantly. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. She's awesome. I love the scene where she's, like, sitting with Uncle Fester in the cemetery, and they're, mm-hmm. like, walking. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. <laughs> she's just reading it for filth. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Pugsley causes that bus crash or car crash when he removes the stop sign. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, um, did anyone die in the crash? Anybody gonna go check? Anybody died? <laughs> it's, like, those moments in the movie where I'm, like, you just let your kid, like, almost kill people. Like, I know you're, like, kooky and bad. Like, in, like, dark people. But, like, hello? Like, they didn't deserve to die. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just thought that was fucked up. I was like, come on, guys. Um, The auction scene is so weird. When they're, like, betting on the the Chinese finger trap. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Gomez and Morticia just kind of start having sex in the crowd. Yeah. (laughs) It's gross. Apparently, that's written in the article. Apparently, they went, like, full method and, like, literally fell out of their chairs they like fell backwards and onto some of the extras Seriously? after the scene was cut yeah that's kind of hot <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah. not sorry no you're not sorry <laughs> you are not sorry um yeah that scene is just like even me i was like i really like you guys i'm all for you but like this is you're in public <laughs> weird um i wrote what the fuck there's a dude on the train on his train set. There's oh, inside, yeah, in yeah, yeah. Who is that guy? Why is he miniature? Is this an episode of The Twilight Zone? Because there is an episode of The Twilight Zone exactly about that storyline. Mm-hmm. Why is he on the train? I need to know who that poor person is. Is he okay? Does he need food? What the fuck? I'm concerned. What was that? Mm-hmm. That was just it's weird. a very trippy moment. Very trippy. I was like, this movie just got so much weirder. Like, and I didn't think that was possible. Like, what the fuck? I was, I was a little concerned after watching that. I was like, what the fuck? Um, I need to see a blueprint of this house. I need to see if online somebody's created, like, a fake blueprint of this house. I just need to understand where everything fits in. Mm-hmm. Because it looks... Obviously, it's exaggerated in the movie. But, like, also, what? What? Anyway. Uh, the mother-son relationship in this movie... but Like, mother-son relationships like this in general between Fester and the woman mm-hmm. are so gross. Just like anything that is that, like, yeah, just stuff. It's just like just weeks, gross. Yeah. Your your mom or your son is not your romantic partner, and yeah. that's what it they seems try very to. Romantic. Which of course it's not really his mom. She's lying the whole time, but it's still not okay. Mm-hmm. And if you do that in real life, with if you're a dude and you do that with your mother in real life, don't do it. Nobody likes it. Mm-mm. Nobody likes it. You're making everybody uncomfortable at Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I wrote romanticized dying with a loved one, which you kind of talked about earlier. Mm. Um, 
I just think that's cool. That just like if you if you're lucky enough to have a loved one, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to say that with or like do that with, I think that's kind of nice. Um, I wrote that was a fast trial, from like them getting kicked out of the house to them all of a sudden them losing the house. Yeah, it was like ten seconds of the movie. I was like, if I was a little kid, I would not put those together. That would have been way too fast. Way Even too as an fast. adult, I was like, uh, hello. Are we going on vacation or something? Like, what's going on? Yeah, that was weird. That was I didn't. Yeah, didn't really like that. Um, it was random, but why was Gilligan's Island, like, the TV show of the 90s? You know, it's featured on Full House. It's featured on this. I just remember from so many 90s things as, like, the reference. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it. Why? Why? Is it the name? Is it Gilligan's Island sounds funny? It does sound funny. I've never seen it, so I don't Yeah, me don't. neither. I don't get why it's, like, the... It was just, like... Full House literally referenced it like every fucking episode because of Joey. And I'm just confused. <laughs> why? I don't know why. Um, <laughs> finally, I wrote questionable parenting. I love Gomez and Morticia, but sometimes their parenting in this movie, when it comes to protecting their, their children from killing each other, not okay. Not okay. Not okay. Okay. The most... <laughs> Gomez's entrance to save uh, to save Morticia <laughs> is the most ridiculous character entrance I've ever seen in a movie. And part of me wants to respect the movie for going so Beetlejuice in that moment, for going so far. Mm-hmm. But it took me so out of the movie, I was mad. I was genuinely mad. It like cuts you off. Oh, nope, that's it. Yeah, exactly. You're just like thrown out of it completely and it's nah I didn't really appreciate that Mm -hmm. um (laughs) the effects for that like tornado sequence the hurricane sequence are rough Mm -hmm. the hand looks so good and then the hurricane sequence happens and you're just like ooh that was too rough yikes um (laughs) I wrote electricity always does the trick huh (laughs) just about like (laughs) so many movies like you get electrocuted and all of a sudden it's like I remember everything now (laughs) it's like the it's like the Dorothy moment of, and you were there? And you? And you? And it's like, what? Just need a quick zap. Yeah. I'm like, electroshock therapy is not cool. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway. Um, this... I can't believe I wrote this. This is a... Um, this is an inappropriate remark, but I'm going to say it anyway. When, go, when Morticia announces that she's pregnant, I wrote, she must have the most painful childbirth. Most painful? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because they're so dark and, like, so tortured Uh, and unhappiness and all this stuff. I was like, her childbirth must be pure agony. Because she probably doesn't get an epidural or anything. She probably doesn't even feel it if she enjoys pain. Well, then we saw it in Adam's Family Value. She just goes, and it just, like, (laughs) soars out. Oh, that was... I did find that hilarious. That was actually a great choice. Of mm. course, Morticia doesn't make any noise, even if it is painful. It's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, I just... That was what I thought when she said she was pregnant. I was like, oh, that's gonna suck. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I wrote was the credit song, the MC Hammer song, yeah. when the credits start rolling, is horrible. Horrible. Oh, my God. I was so mad. I was like... Who approved this? Who approved that this could be the last song of the movie? It ruins... It, like, 
you know how you have to say you have a you have to have a strong beginning and a strong end. That's all people will really remember. That ending. Oh my god. Like I'm gonna have to now remember. I'm gonna remember this. Every time I rewatch the movie, I'm gonna have to stop the movie like 30 seconds early so I don't have to hear that fucking song because it's so awful. If y'all don't remember it, go look it up. It's called Adam's Groove. MC Hammer did it. And I swear to God, it's awful. MC Hammer, man. Wow. Throw back to MC Hammer. <laughs> oh my God. So those are my spicy hot takes. Do you have anything else to add? Spicy hot takes. I would say um, just the beginning part, then pouring the acid. I, I like wanted to know like what happened, you know? That's the thing. They do so many horrible things in this movie. I'm always like, those people didn't deserve it. Like, just because mm-hmm. you don't like it doesn't mean... You can't, like, Trump supporters, you know? Like, <laughs> just because you don't like it doesn't mean you That's can That's going to be just... a meme. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make a meme of it, out of it. But yeah, just because you don't like what they're doing doesn't mean you can just pour acid on mm. them or, or, like, hot oil or, I don't know, whatever <laughs> the fuck that was in that cauldron. It's just not okay. Yeah. Um, the basement. Just, like, all those different lovers, like... What did they do? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When you spoke about the blueprint, I was just like, okay, yeah, like, I want to know more. Where else does it go? And it was like, oh, they didn't really show. Yeah. Well, budget. <laughs> they were already over budget. Yes. <laughs> that would be in a movie nowadays. Yeah. There would have to be, like, three rooms you would see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least three. Yeah. And everything else you covered. So. Sweet. And then we move on to the last category, uh, the ironic question on the podcast, should this be remade? So there was a sequel to this movie series, Adam's Family Values, which we already said, we only got maybe like 15 minutes in, and the whole killing the baby thing was just like not agreeing with us. Mm -hmm. We know it's supposed to be a joke, but Keith and I were just like, this isn't funny. Like, we, I didn't find it funny at all. I was actually really concerned that Gomez and, and Morticia were just like bad at being parents. Also... I heard this from other people who had watched the movie when I talked about it with them, and we could already kind of see the inkling of it as we watched it. The movie premise is kind of exactly the same as the first movie. So, yeah, it got very dry, almost. Like, uh, Uncle Fester is about to be used by a woman who's trying to take advantage of the family wealth. It's the exact same storyline. Just, like, a romantic interest instead of a motherly interest. Mm -hmm. And... I was just kind of disappointed. I was like, what? And I want to see the camp scene sequences because I've seen all the memes and it looks fucking hilarious. But I could just watch those clips on YouTube. On YouTube. I don't know if I'm going to watch the whole movie. It's probably someday. It's I'll watch it someday. But it was not agreeing with us at the time. We were both very disappointed. Especially the baby. The baby makeup. Oh, my God. Yeah, that baby makeup was so awful. Why? Like, you didn't have to make it that pale. Yeah, Jesus. Like... It just, like, yeah, that was not funny they overdid it yeah i don't know they went too hard too fast on that one joan cusack looked fucking gorgeous though Mm -hmm. god damn we need to give her some more bombshell roles god damn she was pretty whoo anyway well they made that then there's the musical from i think i wrote down 20 uh, i want to see 2011 but i no, that's totally wrong 2009 Everybody's screaming at me right now. I don't remember the year of it. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, the musical, the Andrew Lippett musical. Um, and then there's the animated movie that came out like a year ago with Charlize mm-hmm. Throne and Oscar Isaac, who led the voices for it. And we watched that movie. 
It was fine. It was. The animation sucks. That style of animation is just very cheap, clearly. Yeah. And if you're going to do The Addams Family, it should look better than that. <laughs> I mean, like, look at the original TV set, the amount of detail that went into it. Yeah, it should look better than that. But, um, what I, so what I was going to say about Gomez and Morticia in that movie is I hardly remember a single scene of theirs. I don't remember too much because it wasn't as iconic as how you would remember them before. Because you need physical chemistry for mm-hmm. them to, like, leap off the screen. And in an animated form, it doesn't work mm-hmm. because none of them are larger than life. They're literally all two dimensional and exactly. it looks bad. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah, I was disappointed watching that movie. Um, even, like, Kaya, your daughter, had begged to watch it, and she gave up, like, 15 minutes in. Yep. So, she shout out to that animation thing. studio. Kids didn't like it. Well, she didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Heads up. Yeah, she yeah she gave up really fast, and it was just us who ended up watching it. And she didn't understand what was happening. She, she was like, she it. wanted, like, the whole movie to be about Wednesday. And then when it was, like, other family things, she was like, where's Wednesday? Yep. And she was not for it. Yeah, we need to show her one of these movies. She'll like Wednesday in one of these. When she's, like, eight. Mm. She, we have to wait till she's a little older. <laughs> Too many death references. <laughs> don't want her getting, don't want her getting any ideas on how to kill Noah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was kind of a disappointment. I do love the musical. Um, I think the music is fun. Uh, it has a lot of, like, um... A rhythmic, uh, like salsa kind of um, influences to it. Okay. Um, it leans more into the idea that there are li- that at least Gomez is Latino instead of this movie that I guess he's Italian. Yeah. I'm still confused by that. Same. We're gonna do some <laughs> deep, deep research on that. Yeah, but um, also because his accent is is Latino, uh, uh, Latino accent. He's from Puerto Rico, I believe. So he has his Puerto Rican accent, and I know in the musical, um, Gomez uses a Latino accent. Okay. Um, I don't know specifically. I don't think they do specifically. Like, I think it's just the actor's interpretation um, in terms of what they pick, like what country of origin. Mm-hmm. If they bother to do that much research, <laughs> it is usually white actors, not Hispanic actors, that get cast in that role. Mm-hmm. Just pointing that out. Um... And, yeah, the musical was really fun to work on. It's actually a really fun show to do because the ensemble is in many numbers. The dances are, can be beautiful if you have the right choreographer behind it. The scenes are genuinely charming. I love the whole... The whole musical is about Wednesday has a normal boyfriend, a normal guy that's a boy, her boyfriend, and they, he and his parents come to dinner, and all shit goes to hell. Wow, that's a totally different story. Yeah, and it's really fun because you get obviously Wednesday like you get the best of Wednesday and her songs are great mm-hmm. iconic honestly and every girl every belter is still singing them you're all still singing them <laughs> <laughs> sorry not sorry <laughs> um and uh yeah it's a fun time and everybody kind of gets the spotlight at some point or another and uh I dig it that's fun I like it a lot mm. and as Morticia it was a blast and uh, definitely one of, like, my happiest theater memories, for sure. I can tell. Your pictures say... Yeah, I'll be posting some of the pictures from the show on Insta just so you guys can see me in my costume, because it was fun. Yeah. Good old days. Gorgeous. Oh, my God. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Uh I think this can definitely be remade. Uh, I think, like, Adam's Family so? movies... I think Adam's Family... Not with this storyline. Better storyline. Mm. Even, honestly, turn the musical into a movie... Okay. Like, I can... Literally a movie musical. Exactly. Mm. Just, like, 
put it in a movie. The music is fucking great. Um, there are so many celebrities who could play these roles. Um, honestly, Charlize Theron should play it in a movie, like, in person. She'd fucking kill Morticia. Yeah. Oh my god, she'd be so cool. Um, yeah, there's so many people who could do this, and it's an eternal storyline. Everybody loves this family. I mean, the whole da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, is iconic. I mean, that's literally how the musical starts. Mm-hmm. That's how, what the, the, and it, and then it goes off into, like, the, or, the whole overture, which is one of the best musical theater overtures, and really underrated, highly good the, and it just like soars in highly recommend just like listen to the cast album it's great that sounds amazing it's really fun it's really fun and um yeah it's a good time guys like check it out and i think another movie could be done i think honestly maybe even like a new tv show um could be cool um i'm down for it i think it's an eternal story i don't think we need to stop at angelica houston and Raul julia mm. i'm still really disappointed in the plot line i just don't think it's strong enough to hold up maybe like 10 20 years from now i don't know if it'll still be as fun like the okay. characters are fun but not the storyline and i want a new uh adam's family movie that's fun with a you modern know? twist to it almost yeah maybe even something about pugsley we have so much wednesday mm. material but we don't have enough about pugsley I want to know a little bit more about him. So I, I think this can be remade. I just think you need a good cast. Maybe focus on Pugsley a little bit. Give him some love. Or Grandma. Grandma's just kind of hanging yeah, out. Yeah, she is. We learn nothing like about her. like casting spells and seances and yeah. shit. Like... Let's get a little action on the secondary characters, people. Let's get a Lurch origin story. Fuck Ooh. yeah. Boom. Hollywood just Anything. Like, gave you. Like, what the fuck? Oh, a thing? Like, how, movie? like why? How, like, a short film about thing would be awesome. Hello. Get this rolling. Mm-hmm. Here we go, Hollywood. This is why I made this fucking podcast. <laughs> you should be paying me. You should be paying us. Whatever. Intellectual <laughs> property, bitches. Mic drop. Okay. Uh, anything else to add, hon? No, that's it. All right. Well, cool. Thanks, everybody. This was... Oh, wait. Really quick. Another recommendation. So, Raul Julia, speaking of Meryl Streep, I should have brought this up earlier when I was fucking talking about her the first time. Meryl Streep and Raul Julia did a production of uh, of uh, Taming of the Shrew at the Delacorte Theater for Shakespeare in the Park back in the 70s. And highly recommend... There's a documentary about the making of it called Kiss Me Petruchio. Highly recommend you all watch that. It is so cool to watch Raul Julia and Meryl Streep act together. Because, like, chemistry? Wow. Hmm. Like, Raul Julia literally has chemistry with everybody. I just learned that from watching this movie and watching Kiss Me Petruchio. Like, <laughs> damn. And, um, yeah. Highly recommend you go look that up. It's I think the whole documentary is on YouTube. Um, and it's really cool. And just watch more of his work. We lost him too soon. Yeah. And we deserve more of him in our lives because he was fucking brilliant. And so watch it. Watch him be a stage actor and how great his theater background is. And Meryl Streep, she started in the theater too. So just like enjoy right before she became like Meryl Streep. Like, <laughs> it's fucking great. Please watch it. Um, but that's everything. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Uh, please follow us on Instagram at please don't remake this. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Right now, we're currently on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hopefully, by the time this airs, we'll also be on Google Play. Whoop. Yup. 
And, uh, yeah, stay tuned for more episodes every Friday coming at you. And thanks, you guys, so much. Thank you for listening. I hope my unsolicited advice was not too unsolicited. <laughs> <laughs> Love to all of you. Uh, thanks again. Bye. <laughs> Want to say bye? Peace and love. <laughs> That's my bye. Oh, my God. You're so, you're vibing. <laughs>